Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Well, what's old is new again is Mike Blewett on with George Kurtz bringing it back. To FST, the original FST on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, the Saturday edition. What's up, George? How you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, Mike. Nice to be working with you again, even if it's just for a quick hour, even though I can't stand this weekend. (laughs) Is it because of the Pro Bowl or because there's too much anticipation of the game or because there's no real football in general? Well, there's no games. I mean, you want to count the Pro Bowl as a game, God bless you. I, mean, I don't even know what time it's on tomorrow. I don't care. I won't be watching. I mean, if I'm home, which I don't think I'll be, maybe I'll be on the background, but I'm not going to pay attention to this game. And I'm a hockey guy, too, Mike. There's no hockey this weekend because they're on the All-Star break as well. I mean, they were All-Star games, I think, tonight at some point. And I won't be watching that either because that's not real hockey. The Pro Bowl is not real football. It just serves, to me, it just serves no purpose. This is a, this is a rough weekend, Mike. But let me tell you what an evil genius I am. Okay. All right, so like I said, there's no football. There's no hockey. I would but, think you would take a golf trip or something like that. That would be your sweet spot. Yeah, I see. I like being married. Warm and play golf. I, I yeah, like to be true. married, so you know, yeah. married comes. Uh, that's good. So anyway, speaking of married, it's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Attaboy. It was my it was my mom's my mom's birthday last Sunday. It's my niece's okay. birthday next Saturday. So what do I do, Mike? I schedule birthday dinners for this weekend. It's perfect. Very nice. I don't care about going out. You know, I, I, I even want to go out. Go out, get some food. Don't have to worry about missing any games. No lineups to worry about. No bets to make. So uh, this weekend works out perfectly for that reason. But other than that, it's good. sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you stack it up. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Look, I, I actually watched the skills competition the other night because they, they actually were smart about it. They didn't make it some, you know, I like the home run derby and baseball became this ridiculous three hour marathon and it just becomes boring. Well, they did this skills competition, which is just for fun. They made it like a one hour show and you could sit there and kind of mindlessly watch them play dodgeball and do the throwing competition and the other kind of stuff. I didn't really care one way or the other, but it was a, it was more fun, and they just made you know it was a you know fifty forty five minute television show basically, uh, and I sat there and watched it with my wife, but she thought it was goofy, and she was actually entertained by it, and uh, we're wondering why Andrew Luck was so bad at it. <laughs> he was terrible. He, he was, was terrible the whole time. I think he only got two points, right? If I remember correctly, and uh, Russell he was terrible Wilson at the throwing. He was terrible in the other competitions where he had to throw the ball. He was a mess when he was trying to throw the ball to the receiver in the receiving uh, obstacle course thing at the beginning. He was bad. Then they had the target throwing competition, and he was terrible. And I just wonder, like, maybe his shoulder's not fully healed. <laughs> or maybe maybe he's out of practice. I don't know. But uh, so anyway, uh, off to might as well start off with the game. 
Dan and I talked about it a couple of hours ago, but uh, it's always good to get your perspective. We talked to Emery Hunt about Senior Bowl stuff, but really the games. Uh, I did my sort of um, the I, I I put I shoveled the dirt on the Saints in the Chiefs seasons, but I give me your initial thoughts about this game. How does it set up for you on a macro level? We can dive down into the details. Well, I mean, uh, I'd be lying if I told you I delved into it deeply yet. Still got another eight days before the game comes up. Trying not to yeah. drive myself crazy about yeah, waiting same. for this. My first thought is, well, what's Curly's role going to be? What's wrong with Curly? I mean, I've been saying it for weeks now. I think he's hurt. You know, I don't, I don't buy this. That uh, C. Jansen was playing better, and it was all the crap. I think Curly's hurt. Uh, I think yeah. the injury's worse, and they're letting on here. And I wonder. You know, and there were today's thirteen NFL, yards last week, George. Or something's up. That doesn't make any sense. It just it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It wasn't like C.J. Anderson was ripping it up here. You know, yeah. where okay, I, I get it. You know, hey, one game, got to win, got to go with the play. play. It gives you gives you a best chance to win that day. And I, I sort of agree with that. But there's something wrong here, and you can't convince me otherwise. I think Gurley's hurt some way, and I find it curious if we're going to find out, let's say, you know, after the game somewhere mid February that uh, Gurley has torn ligaments or something like that in his ankle, whatever it might be. Oh, boy, that'd be a big fine coming from the NFL, huh? Because you lied the whole week uh, for, for a month now on the injury report. He's not on it. In so fact, he had to answer that question. He said, if I was hurt, I would be on the injury report. Gurley just said that to a reporter uh, yesterday or the day before. So it, it is an issue. And he he knows that he has to say that if he is hurt. Yeah, but then again, what? You know, I, I don't know if you know this, Mike. Teams lie. They do? Teams teams lie. Yeah, they, 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 they lie, lie. They're not, they're not very honest. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I gotta believe he's hurt because something, something just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. So uh, uh, he's got to be injured in some way here. So that's my first thought there. You know, once again, uh, what's Gurley gonna do? Is he gonna play? How much? Is two more weeks of rest gonna be good enough for him? Second thought is, boy, you know the way to stop Tom Brady is not only pressure, but pressure up the middle. Don't let him step up in that pocket. And what do the Rams do well? They pressure yeah. up the middle. But it's really so, one guy. That's the only problem, George. He's God. He isn't the whole line. He's the best. He, he he's 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 a god. I mean, he's he's a Greek god. I mean, Aaron Donald. Uh, you, you know, if he he's not going to win MVP, I understand that'll be Mahomes. But if he did, I wouldn't argue it. I wouldn't argue no, it at right. all. I mean, that that man is uh, he's a, a complete difference maker. Someone was trying to uh, think on Twitter somewhere trying to convince me that Khalil Mack was a better defensive player than uh, Donald this year. Mm, no. Mac he had a great good. year. Damn he good. He had a great year. But he wasn't Aaron Donald. I mean, Donald was just fantastic there. So I'm curious about that, how the how Belichick will go about taking uh, or trying to slow down. I don't think he could stop Donald, but slow him down. So I'm curious about that. And then I point mean, two three. years ago, Grady Jarrett dominated them in the Super Bowl. He had three sacks, and he had a bunch of pressures. And... Look, the Falcons blew that game in a in a bunch of different ways, but if they had won, Grady Jarrett would have had a case to be the MVP of that Super Bowl. He terrorized them uh, and created problems for Brady, who threw a pick six in that game. You know, th- that's the type of thing, to your point, that they need to be able to do. The Falcons actually did it well. The Eagles didn't really do it last year until the fateful play on the fumble that won the game for them. So it is going to have to be uh, something that, Donald's just going to have to take over, and I don't know how you do that. Everybody for the last five years has been scheming against him, George, and then nobody can do anything about it. He's a freak. He just he is a freak. He's double team, triple team, doesn't really matter. But that I means do James have... White all day, right? 
That's what that would mean. I, that's what Get I would say. quick. That's what I mean. I, that's worked so far. White Nettleman. You know, short passes, White Nettleman. I assume that's what they'll continue to do here. And my third point would be, third thing I, I want to look at is, what does Belichick look to take away? We know that with Belichick, right? He wants to take generally away your best offensive option. Is that Gurley? Does he still consider that Gurley? What does he consider the run know. game in general? You know, uh, is there a receiver really to take away? You know, Brandon Cooks, you know, deep play, Robert Woods, well, maybe the better overall receiver at this point. So I wonder what Belichick decides he wants to take away. So I think you, that third point is the most important one, and it's why I think the Rams can't win. I don't think he's healthy. I don't think the C.J. Anderson can be the same dynamic back that Gurley has been, even though he's been really good for a month. And I think it's going to be tough. I think they'll get rid of the ball quickly to White and to Edelman. And I think they'll run some misdirection with Michelle to get it away from Donald. So Donald blows up three or four plays. By the way, the, the Pats ran 94 offensive plays last week. It's the most that any team in the NFL has run this season. How many do you think went for negative yards? Mike blew it in his trivia questions. I don't miss these, Mike. I really don't. I never get them right. That's probably why I don't miss them. 94 offensive plays. How many do you think went for negative yards? 14. Zero. They never took, except for the one Brady kneel down at the end of regulation. Uh, which you really have to throw away. I mean, that they basically ran 93 offensive plays, um, and all of them were for at least back to the line of scrimmage, if not positive gains. So, granted, the Chiefs' defense isn't the Rams' defense, but the Rams have some holes. Donald is really the only one that creates pressure up front. They don't have an edge rusher. And Corey Littleton is a prolific tackler, but they haven't proven to be that great at middle linebackers so that leaves it open for Edelman to me uh I I just think they're going to struggle I think the fact your third point was your was the best point in my eyes in that I don't think Gurley is that guy that they need to focus on so I think they would focus on getting rid of Cooks and then they're happy to concede death by paper cuts if it's Robert Woods and God, Josh Reynolds and everything else. This team has been different since they lost Cooper Cup. It was a very concentrated offense with Gurley, Cup, Woods, and Cooks, and now they don't have at least one and a half of those guys, George. Oh, I agree, but saying the same thing for a couple of weeks now, that golf hasn't looked the same since Cooper Cup went down. For whatever reason that might be, I mean, Cooper Cup's good. Yeah, it's not like you lost Jerry Rice here. You should have been able to overcome this, but uh, they've struggled. You know, once again, it might be a safety blanket. The guy you yeah, just trusted to be where he was going to be, something like that. So, uh, yeah, they've struggled somewhat in the past game without Cooper Cup, which they really shouldn't, because when you think about it, I mean, you still got Brandon Cooks. You know what he's, his role is? His role hasn't changed. Take the safety away, go deep. Robert Woods has been fantastic since coming over from the Bills. I mean, he's really done so good. Every, everything you could have asked for. And Josh Reynolds is, uh, I mean, he's not nothing great, but he's not terrible either. He's somebody who yeah, can uh, catch the ball. Right. I like, I like Josh Reynolds. He's supposed to a wide receiver three. You know, with Gurley running the ball the way he was, you would have thought the pass game would have been just fine. But it wasn't. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, you do want, I just wonder what Belichick decides to take away. Because I think if it would have been... If, uh, you know, Gurley had been Gurley, I think that'd be easy to take away Gurley. I think that would have been an easy choice there for, for Bill. Yes. And for, uh, let, let uh, Goff can beat me, Goff beats me. What am I going to do? But I'm not letting Gurley do it. But now that Gurley, like I said, in my mind, something's wrong. He may elect to go 
take away the best pay our receiving option. I'm curious to see how Bill plays this. Yeah. Like last week, I thought they were going to focus on Kelsey. And it's possible that they had some focus on Kelsey, but it's obvious when you look at the box score that they were focused on Hill, not beating them. They they don't care if the Chiefs running backs go off on them. And the last few times the Pats have played the Chiefs, whether it was Damian Williams or Kareem Hunt, they they just they gashed them. You know, a bunch of touchdowns and receiving yards and all that kind of stuff. They focus on they limited Kelsey a ton in pass meetings, and this time they obviously decided let's not let Tyreek Hill just bust off three touchdowns like he did the last time we played them. So um, it's why I just think that the Rams are sort of playing with uh, maybe not one hand time behind their back, but it, it is a problem. And if Gurley explodes out of nowhere, the only thing I'm going to ask George is where, where the hell was that against New Orleans? I said uh, you. I don't know what's up. It doesn't. He got hurt in the Rams in the uh, Chiefs game, that Monday night yeah. game. That's where he had that foot injury. That's where this all started from. And my guess is, I mean, it could be plantar fasciitis, could be some kind of tear down there. But I think something's up. You know, uh, that just it's not allowing him maybe to push off, to cut, whatever it might be. He looked good against Dallas, but it was still in a limited, limited role here, and Dallas looked terrible that game. Uh, so. I said, I, I have to believe, Mike, have to believe there's an injury. Whether or not we'll ever be told the truth, that's a different question here. But uh, I have to believe he's hurt. So what I, where my mind, the reason I flip, I flip back and forth on this is because during the Dallas game, C.J. Anderson is going crazy. But at one point, just from a time standpoint, Gurley wasn't on the field for a really long time. And I think I almost texted you saying, where the hell is Gurley? I started I started searching Twitter to see if there was an update because the broadcast wasn't saying anything about it. And then finally, just as I found nothing on Twitter, they got down in the red zone and Gurley came back in and they used him as a decoy uh, in, on a, in a red zone situation. They ended up scoring. And I just thought, you know what, if, if um, McVay was willing to put him back in there, I think he's probably fine. And he looked fine. But just a limited number of snaps doesn't make any sense. And it must be a situation where they know it's not going to get any better by the end of the year. Otherwise, they you know they would have probably yanked him at some point during the Cowboys game, even though it was relatively close. So uh, that's sort of my initial thoughts. I, I think you've hit on a couple of really major points. The point spread sits at two with an over-under of 56.5. Do you have a thought? You don't have to make an exact prediction now, but do you have a thought early as to whether or not you like New England or you think this is going to be a high-scoring game? I do think there'll be some points put up on the board here. I do. Uh, now, these, these are the two teams I predicted to make the uh, Super Bowl. So, yay me. Finally got one right. <clears throat> uh, the reason is, it's simple. I'm not picking against the Patriots. You know, I said that beginning Same. of the year. I'm, I'm, until someone beats them, I'm not picking against them. I don't believe they were the best team. I don't. You know, but they, they win. They just win. Uh, and as for the Rams, I loved all the free agent moves they made. A lot of them really haven't worked out when you think about it, but they were going for it. That was clear what they were doing. Signing Sue, Tlaib, uh, Peters. You know, they were going for it. Trading for Cooks. You know, they were doing, uh, it was, you know, you don't see football teams generally do this, but they were going for broke this year. And, you know, 100%. God bless for them for doing it. You know, so that's why I liked uh, those two teams coming in. Uh, and by the way, I consider it a success already to make those acquisitions and make the Super Bowl. I think it's a success as far as that strategy is concerned. Clearly, they want to win the game, but uh, you can't say now after the fact, well, we've made all those acquisitions and we still didn't win, didn't win the Super Bowl. You got to the Super Bowl. 
that's the goal. It's a one on one. It's a one game situation here. So I I think it's a successful strategy whether they win or lose this game. You know, fans are so fixed. You know, they. I agree. Fans believe if you don't if you don't win at all, you know, you didn't have a good year. And hey, Mike, you and I are you and I have the same age. We remember growing up. You know, uh, you just making the playoffs was a huge thing. Especially in baseball, you made the playoffs in baseball. That was like a, it was celebration time. You know, the, the fact that you, if you won a round or two, was even better. Yankee fans have no idea what it's like. You know, pretty much not to be a great team. You know, uh, nowadays though, you can't just make the playoffs. You have to what go at least to a championship game to be considered a good season. I mean, it's it's amazing how that works. I understand for the Patriots, that's probably true because they've been so successful for so long. We'll never see this again. We will never see this kind of run again. Uh, with a uh, coach and a quarterback the way Brady and Belichick have done. Whether you hate them or not, doesn't matter. You, you'll never see this again. It's greatness in action. Uh, so, But the Rams, I agree. They've already had a successful season. Anyway, when you think about it, you might have thought they were really playing for when they opened up that new, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, complex in Los Angeles. Yeah. They're, they're a couple of years ahead of schedule. Now, I get it. When Goff is up for his contract, that's why they can do this, because they have the quarterback not making the gazillion dollars, and that's going to change in a couple of years. And they'll have to let people go. That's just the way it is in the NFL. You know, you yeah. need to really build – you need to get lucky and have your, your young quarterback, when he's making min, you know, minimal bucks, be good, and you can build and you can get all these great defensive players and offensive players, and you go for it from there. But once that changes, then you're not going to have that kind of overall depth. Uh, I'm going to pick the Patriots to win here because I'm not picking against them. Uh, I'm with you. I have a futures bet on the Patriots that I got before the games last week, and uh, that's at four to one. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I wish I had gotten it a little bit earlier because it was five to one before they had played uh, the Chargers. But we'll come back. We'll keep talking about this game. We'll go into some of these prop bets. It's George and Mike on FST. What's old is new again on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. Sean Engel producing. We're back after the break. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, George Kurtz. You can find him on Twitter at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. And hit us up at FNTSY Radio. And if are if you are you at the game or do you just have a gut feeling? No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime at the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. So with the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. So try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet, George. 
head on over to mybookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and mybookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. That's right, 1000 bucks. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So we actually have a caller right now, our buddy Kenny from Philly. Kenny, what's up, man? Man, the band is back again, huh? They Mikey are. and Georgie. Yeah. Good morning, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your Saints. Uh, I hope you're not part of the class action lawsuit because that's just a lawyer trying to get his name in the paper. Yeah, and one of the, uh, I believe one of the senators down there, you know, he's, he's trying to gain for uh, re-election and all that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. um, to be honest, that obviously was an egregious call. And yeah. it's just like in football, when you get the wind knocked out of you, yeah, and we pretty much never recovered after that. I mean, the defense let them drive down and tie the game and, the yep. reason overtime, second play, I mean, so, yeah, yeah, it is what it is, but uh, still lamenting that, uh, but I just wanted to talk some uh, prop bets with you guys. Yeah, I've been, what do you got? I'm, <laughs> I want to um, hear some of these. <laughs> all right, we got, uh, let's go easy here. Uh, the uh, MVP voting out, I, I'm going with the Gronk, Gronk uh, retiring narrative, so Gronk at 40 to 1, I mean, put a couple shekels down on that, uh, other guys, it's, other I got. Yeah, huh? like I, I think you want to take some. Yeah, I think you want to take some me- reasonable, like mid-range shots at those. Right. But it's just so overwhelmingly going to go to the quarterback that yep. I, it's not my favorite bet anymore. I thought James White should have won the MVP two years ago yep. when Brady got it against Atlanta, and they just didn't give it to him. The guy was yep. fantastic that day. He he keyed the comeback in regulation and the win in overtime, and they just didn't give it to him. So, um, But I, I get the narrative there. I, he just hasn't been active enough. Like, uh, can right. they feed it to him? But I like... They're not going to feed it to him to get him the MVP. Uh, they're trying to win the game, and all of their Super Bowls, despite their dominant run, have been really close. Right, right. George? Um, Good, Ken. George, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so uh, considering you can't parlay these these uh, these bets, what you can do is, uh, like, if you think, uh, the uh, revenge narrative, of course, you know I'm always on that. But we got Brandon Cooks. His uh, longest pass uh, prop is uh, 29 and a half. What you can do is, if you think that that's, the, that's likely, what you can do is you, you can pair that bet with a Jared, uh, with a golf. I mean, his longest pass. So that way, if the pass happened, then you'll you'll double up there. So um, that's interesting. some darts in the down, some darts in the dark here. Brady scoring the nine passing touchdown is at plus one thousand. So if he gets a sneak or they try that fake Philly special again or, or something that uh you know, Belichick God, might, uh, please might don't try with. that. He's terrible at that. <laughs> He's terrible. I, I like that. I like uh, definitely getting in the end zone at uh twelve to one there. I, um, I already did this. I did that last week. I did a hundred to one. Devlin two touchdown bet and he touched the ball one freaking time, uh, and I knew yeah. it. It should have been the Burkhead bet. Burkhead was twenty seven to one to score two touchdowns, and he ended up doing it. So that should have been where we put the money. But uh, D- hey, Dane and I were doing two. it for fun. So here's two off the wall ones. Here we go. Uh, will the field goal hit the upright or hit the crossbar at plus twelve hundred? I know these are two accurate kickers and the kicking inside and all that, but I'll say no. We got that, <laughs> and we got will there be a missed extra point at, at uh, plus three fifty? That's a much better bet. 
Right, George? I kind of like the, uh, the hit, hitting the upright. Not so much the crossbar. But uh, not, I don't think I will. I think they're not going to have any problems kicking extra points. You just said they're great kickers. You're worried about a 33-yarder? No, but give, give right. me the upright. Give me the upright. Yeah. Maybe on a long one, you know, they hit it. And uh, once again, I wouldn't put major money on this. I wouldn't. I do kind of No, like no, I'm just putting a couple thing. bucks. But I, I don't mind a couple of bucks on a, on a long shot just to see what would happen here. Uh, I, I know I made fun of the uh, the Brady catch thing, but I do like the Brady sneak thing. But he had a couple of chances to do it last week, and he didn't. And he didn't do it. That's right. right. Yeah, right. so I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are they, are they protecting yeah. him a little bit, protecting the head, protecting the shoulder, something like that? Yeah, lastly, um, these are outside the game. With the, uh, put the whole anthem thing, go over. Um, Always go night. over. She did one. She did one a couple of years ago, and it went almost two, well, close to two minutes. So, and you got to be careful with this, uh, the whole Romo, Romo uh, calling the play thing, because it's rather subjective. Because if he calls the play and and like it doesn't go to the guy he says it go to, like do you get credit for that? I think the over under on that was like seven and a half. So you got to be you got to be careful with, with some of these prop bets. But if you do some research on this stuff, you can really you can really clean up here. So, I agree. That's good. That's, all. That's good stuff, Kenny. I appreciate that, man. That's all I got. Uh, all right, fellas. Talk to you later. All right, take care. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. So I would say in general, Kenny's last point was actually good. If you do some research, you can make a little bit of money here, George. But what I'm not going to do for the most part is do those 50-50 calls, like the, like the anthem or the coin flip or that kind of stuff. I'm going to look for plus money bets. Even if I'm putting a little bit of money, I'm going to look for plus money bets that I think there's a good chance of it happening. Like, will there be a successful two-point conversion? That's plus 200. I get two to one on that. That's pretty yeah. good. I like those odds. Agreed. Agreed. I, I do the same thing. I will put some money on uh, long shots. You know, that I, I understand that's unlikely. I did last week. I did like the Brady sneak thing, uh, and I thought he'd get a uh, Brady non uh, a non passing touchdown. And he, like I said, they had chances, but he didn't do it. So I won't like it as much this week. But I still might give it a shot. It is the last yeah. game of the season. You do what you have to do to win here. And Brady has been very successful at that in the past. Why they yeah. didn't do it last week, I don't know. You know, yeah. so I'll yeah. give that a shot. I do like the two point uh, conversion. Sure, why not? Uh, I can't look. I'm looking for plus seven fifty and above. Yeah, you know, so things like that that I like, you know, things that I like, not things that I think. Oh, this will never happen in a million years. I'm not gonna throw away money, but on something I think might have a shot, you know, hitting the upright. I kind of like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, the the will there be a missed extra point attempt in in the game? That includes blocked or bad snap. Um, it does not. Ex- it does not. It excludes two point attempts. But that's plus three twenty. So you're actually getting good odds here. Will the Patriots score a rushing touchdown in the game? No, is plus two twenty. But I don't see that happening at all. You got to put down two sixty in order to win a hundred. There. Um, I'm trying to look for some longer shots, and we'll continue to get into it. Um, I think we Dan talked about in the previous hour the props on. Uh, pass attempts, and I think both were at 36 um, for both guys, and I don't know how you feel about that. 36 over under on passing attempts for uh, both Brady and Goff. Uh, I mean, for Brady, I kind of like it. Certainly kind of leaning yes. Uh, just imagine it. Yeah, because that's the way you think the game is going to be. And I don't think either team's going to blow out the other where they're going to run the ball in the second half. So I think they're going to play it straight up, and then I think there'll be more throws than runs anyway. If we truly believe that Gurley's banged up, well, that could lead to more passes for the Rams. And the Patriots secondary is far from locked down. So uh, I'm leaning over on both. Yeah. 
Um, Brady last week, I mean, they ran 93 plays. So Brady had 48 passing attempts, and they had another. I mean, they ran the ball. They had 40, right around the same thing, like 45 times or something like that. I'm, my math might be off, but it's pretty close to it. Um, so, you know, those are the ty- I won on Ted Ginn over last week. Uh, that was like 53 and a half. He barely cleared it. The, nu- the, the Vegas total numbers and prop numbers are really sharp at this kind of year, at this time of year, obviously, George, because they have so much data. So I think you need to sift through it. I went with a couple of Saints receivers on overs because Kirkwood was out and they didn't really adjust the numbers that much. That's why I went with Ginn and Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith actually didn't get it. Uh, I did the Devlin prop. Uh, for fun, I threw twenty bucks down on the thing, and uh, for him to score two touchdowns because I thought it would be such a Patriots thing to do is to feed Devlin the ball when Michelle had rushed for one hundred and thirty yards and three touchdowns. Uh, it turns out Burkhead was the move, um, and I have a Pat's future bet there. So we're gonna find some stuff here. I don't know if anything else has popped out to you, but Kenny Kenny gave us some good ones. I, like you said, I think you look for long shots and particularly looking for plus money. I think. As Joe Rainieri, the host of Make It Rain Now, uh, has said uh, on the broadcast last week, uh, trying to beat the NFL by playing favorites is not going to make you money. No. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's not. I mean, listen, uh, for me, when it comes to betting, uh, I'm not looking to get rich. I'm looking to have fun. You know, uh, I understand they know what they're doing, especially at this point in the season. The prop bets are fun. I enjoy the yeah. prop bets. I do. I think they're a blast. Uh, how much I'll play, it'll depend on uh, really my mood that day. Uh, it's only one game. It's the last game. Uh, and I used to do prop bets at Super Bowl parties. You know, I used to have a sheet for, you know, where even the wives could uh, fill out answers. All easy yeah. questions. You know, well, what comes first, interception, fumble, or whatever, da-da-da-da-da. Will there be a missed field goal? It's easy that anyone could answer. Everyone puts in five hours, and you go from there. You know, it's like a 20-page question. And whoever has the most right answers wins. And that was a, a great way. So, I, And I did that, you know, 20, 25 years ago. Now that we do it online, it's even more fun. You know, I have a blast. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I did do about 20 of them in the combined two games last week. I had to get one as well, by the way. I love that. Uh, and partly for the reasons you've mentioned, I just like uh, with guys who, I think, again, you knew Breeze was going to take his shots to him. And really, he just had to catch one. If he catches one, at any point, you're probably going to hit your over there. So that's why I liked getting last week. Uh, you know, the ones that we were t- you know, missing the upright, there's really no, or hitting, I should say, hitting the upright. <laughs> there's nothing I can do to give you, convince you one way or the other. It's, that's luck. That's really luck. Yeah. We don't have Cody Parkey playing in this game, so uh, <laughs> you know you know you can't guarantee yourself one. You just uh, it's it's a fun one for me, and I like the they uh, can't the keep odds. him around, right? The Bears can't keep the, him around. They signed another uh, kicker yesterday, cooker that I I don't think I've ever heard of. They, I know they brought in like seven or eight to try out, and they signed somebody, I guess, to give him competition. The problem is, Mike, he got nine million guaranteed. I, I mean, ugh, that's that's a lot just to let go. But Nagy's really ticked that he went on the Today Show. He's just hates why that stuff. I mean, the season's over. Why do you care? I understand during the season because it's a distraction, but the season's over. I don't – unless these guys are doing something uh, that's going to get them in trouble with the league, I don't care what they do. Yeah. You know, you want to come with today's show? He he said that there's a lot of, like – he has a mantra about it being about we and not me and uh, not about I. He thought it was like an I move, like I'm going on the Today Show to say that I'm not concerned about it. And uh, I'm sorry I lost the game, but I'm a big guy and it's not part of who I am. Like, Wasn't I, the kick I tipped? why he did that. 
Yes. Maybe, maybe, that's maybe, the, maybe, maybe, that's the thing fault. that I give him the credit for. That's the thing I give him the most credit for is that he took a beating from the entire press corps, which not one of those fools, but I was going to say something a lot worse, bothered to look at the videotape or talk to somebody and say, what happened? It, I didn't find out until like 90 minutes after the game. I'm watching Fletcher Cox do an interview, and he's saying that one of our guys tipped it. And I'm like, wait, what happened? And most of the nation woke up, the ne- the football world woke up the next day and was like, oh, he tipped that kick? And it's like, yeah, the guy tipped it. It's not really his fault. You could say the kick's low or whatever, but I didn't think that. I mean, he he almost hit the field goal, and the thing was tipped from 48 yeah. yards. I mean, uh, and that tip, you might say, well, he just barely got a fingertip on it, but, you know, he hit hit the post. Told it. That's right. <laughs> Odds are it's good if he doesn't. And if it just changes two inches, that's enough. Where it would have yeah. gone through or bounced. Because remember, it hit the post, then it hit the crossbar. Yeah. You know, a little uh, double doink there. How about this one? Uh, the last Will the last play of the game be a QB rush? That includes a kneel down. So does Brady kneel it down to end it? Oh, I, I'd go yes on that. Good chance Plus to be for either one. I'll, 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 take a sh- I'll take a shot on that. Yeah. Um, that has happened a lot, you know. You know, it, it, are you going to see desperation passes at the end of the game? That's that's another way it could go. But even last year, uh, they knelt it out. Let's see a couple of other ones. Um, I know people are going to be playing the first half under because the Patriots start pretty slow um, in these Super Bowls. They don't score touchdowns in the first game, uh, in, in the first quarter of the games. Um, will the Rams score a rushing touchdown? That's that's uh, heavy towards yes. Uh, let me see. I want to find some long shots for you, man. Uh, but we got like 80 pages of bets here, so the thing's trying to load. So, uh, all right, let me think of one other uh, thing to go off of. Oh, I got a trivia question. Here we go. Of course you do. You're going to hate this one, but I have to give it to you. How many languages? Oh, come on. How many languages are they broadcasting the game in? Well, let's see. It'll be English, Spanish. Oh, God. How many languages? Uh, I mean, I would think it's in double digits. Easy. Yep. Uh, I don't even know how many languages are there. <laughs> <laughs> I know it goes to a gazillion. Um, I don't know. Uh, 20. Close. 25, including 10 different languages from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So uh, Mandarin Chinese, uh, Canadian French, Danish, English, German, Hungarian. Why did they say Canadian French? That's so weird. Oh, maybe because it's specifically for the Cana- for the French-speaking Canadian audience, and nobody in France actually watches the game. So Mandarin Chinese, Canadian French, Danish. So why can't it still be French? Because I think uh, like it matters. Yeah, I think people in Quebec make a specific uh, distinction between themselves and the country of France on purpose. I think that's why, honestly. Mandarin, Chinese, Canadian, French, Danish, English, German, Hungarian, Japanese, Portuguese, Spanish, and Swedish. Uh, so there you go. Hungarian. That, that's, that's the underdog right there. I wouldn't have guessed that one. No Tagalog, huh? My wife speaks Tagalog. I guess she can't watch the game. I'm sure it's one of the 25. I only ripped off the 10 that are doing it there. But I'm sure uh, 
that is one of the 25 languages doing it. So there's uh, a, a lot more that are streaming uh, cybercasting in various languages. So that's uh, good stuff, too. Uh, all right. So we, you know, Senior Bowl is today. We talk prospects with Emory Hunt. Uh, the Pro Bowl is tomorrow. Uh, George hates that. Although, you know, I'd like to gamble. I'm surprised you won't throw a few bucks down on the Oh, no way in hell. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, because then you're going to get, then it would motivate you to watch it, and I know you don't want to watch it. Because then I'd be uh, aggravated. I'd even be more aggravated than normal. Yeah. Media day coming up. You don't play football. No. Media day coming up in a couple of days. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? (laughs) They asked that Uh, one year. The famous Doug Williams question, how long have you been a black quarterback That's, uh, <laughs> of media day? That actually happened. Uh, so, all right, we'll come back. We'll talk. We'll uh, we'll wrap up this, this hour as George continues along throughout the day on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. George Kurtz on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. You like that one? Weekend Fantasy Update is going to come up after this. George continues uh, with Cam Stewart. And then he got in this league with Chris Welsh and the Bogman. That is from 2 to 5. And then uh, you're going to hear some reruns of some of the good stuff we did throughout the week and, and this show as well. So a couple topics, George, to close out my final hour as you continue along with Cam Stewart. By the way, it's going to be fun to work with Cam. Cam's a, Cam's like a jolly, excited excited guy. A lot of energy out of him. I love Cam. Same here. I enjoy working with Cam as well. Plus, he's a hockey guy. I, was just I can talk to... hockey with somebody. Finally! Canadian. He's Canadian. It's in bread. Like, they have to. Listen, everybody I've worked with Canadian for this network didn't like hockey. It was weird. So, like anybody who ever brought on yeah, you know, there'll be a guest. Be, oh no, I'm not a hockey guy. Really? I thought that was like yeah. ingrained in your birth certificate, in DNA at birth, that you had to like hockey if you were Canadian. Yeah, but so there you go. You get to work with Cam and, and talk hockey. So, uh, all right. So let's do a couple things. I'm gonna do five minutes. Let's do like five minutes on Antonio Brown. Uh, when it first, when all the stuff first went down, I thought it's egregious. Uh, his teammates are really going to hate him for it because he basically walked away from them in the middle of a playoff game or uh, literally before and then dur- actually during the playoff game. He left. Um, and I think he was going to recover. But I thought all the comments on both sides initially were, you know what, Come when push comes to shove in March, I think they're going to realize that he's a hard guy to get rid of because of the salary cap and he's so talented that the offense is better with him. Uh, as time has gone on, it's a lot closer to 50-50 for me 
And I don't know that he's going to come back because I think it is realized that he broke the locker room trust. And if you can do that and come back and effectively get away with it, then you're really going to lose the locker room if you haven't completely lost it already, i.e. Mike Tomlin. So your thoughts on that? Well, it's a tough situation. Uh, I mean, on the football side of it, he's a fantastic player. Maybe the best receiver in the NFL. If not the best, certainly top three. Obviously, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are better with him. Obviously. But uh, you already mentioned the locker room. Uh, players have already come out against him. Former players have come out and, and eviscerated him. Uh, completely. It, I mean, Ryan Clark, for one, on... Uh, <clears throat> I remember watching the, that NFL Live the, the next day. And generally, you know, former players, they'll, they'll all cover it up. You know, it's not a big deal, but he's a great guy. And then I'm listening, and I, I watch NFL Live regularly, which is what Ryan Clark was on. And he's entertaining, he's okay, but not, nobody ever thought it was all that great. And I, I also I got a lot more respect for him that he wasn't afraid to speak his opinion here. And yeah. said that, uh, you know, pretty much that Brown was an ass from day one. You know, a greedy ass from day one. As soon as he got paid, he became a different person. And that uh, a lot of Steelers could see this coming, that all he cared about was the money. Uh, in my mind, he already, he, it was years in the making. That's what a lot of people have said. Right. He already broke the locker room uh, conduct when he filmed uh, Tomlin's speech and put it on Facebook. I mean, so he, this is not the first time he's done this. It's the second, you know. And uh, it's I, if you're a teammate... I think yeah, you you, you got to be pissed. But time does heal all wounds here, you know. But there'll be Even no this one. I because I think you realize it's, it's my best chance of win is still with Antonio Brown. Let's face it. Let's say we trade him. What are you going to get? You're going to get young players, prospects, guys that aren't going to help you right. More than likely, aren't going to help you right away. The you Steelers are on a first round pick and have you take on twenty million dollars in salary. They're not going to get that. Right. That's the problem. They're not getting. You're it. not. You're not going to get both. You can't. I'd say it'd be very difficult. I, mean, I shouldn't say you can't. But you think about the teams who have the uh, Air versus the Jets. Sure, but the Jets aren't giving you a top five. What are they, a third overall pick again? Second pick? Yeah. They're not giving Niners. you that. That's not happening. Niners, Niners. <laughs> same thing. You're not getting a top pick. You're not getting one of those top picks of these teams that have the cap money. You know, so you don't always have to settle for, you know, I guess they would, would you settle for a second round pick? If you're, I don't, by you, I don't mean, I know you're still a fan, but I don't mean you. But I mean, would Rooney settle for the 35th overall pick? And getting I think that's the, what uh, you can get. I think that's the best you can get. I think if the Niners said, we'll give you our second and we'll take on the salary, Rooney would shake hands and say, deal. Because it's not going to happen. They're not going to get a first-round pick for him. He's coming with baggage. He a lot of blew up a locker room of a of a playoff team. He blew it up. I know that they didn't make it, but maybe his issues were creating problems with this team. It's unbelievable that they're as talented as they are, and they missed the playoffs. It's insane that they missed the playoffs. Ben threw for fifty one hundred yards. He was awesome this year, Roethlisberger. By any measure. Yeah, he had some bad games. He threw a bunch of picks, but they also had him throw the ball 675 times, which isn't a winning formula for them, by the, I, I, by the way. But this team lost this year, mostly because of defense. Um, but it, it really is a, a crazy situation. I, I, I do think there is a chance, a good one, that he comes back to Pittsburgh. But I, I, I think... I think it could lead to Tomlin's career in Pittsburgh being over, too. I think if you bring him back, there's more issues. The funny part is the Steelers have paid Antonio every dime that he's deserved. 
$72 million he's already banked from the Steelers with another 22 to come. Uh, another 40 to come, actually, uh, with, uh, the guarantee, with the years that he's got on the contract. So that's one. And two, I get that he doesn't like getting fired on by Ben on his stupid weekly media thing, which, look, we're in this broadcasting, so we like that kind of stuff because it's interesting to talk about. But it is odd that Ben just fires on teammates all the time. Juju, James Washington, Antonio Brown. He takes shots at people, and he did it with former teammates too. I, I just don't get why he thinks he's okay to do that and why Tomlin allows it to happen. I, I listen. Ben has his own problems. You know, yes. I, I'm not a ben, uh, I'm not a Ben guy. He's another I me player. Uh, look at me. You know, listen to what I'm saying. I'm talking. I'm saying crap. But he, this is what he enjoys. You know, so I'm not a, I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger guy at all. Uh, he would drive you nuts as a teammate. Uh, that he never does anything wrong. I remember yeah. the interception he threw in Denver that lost the game. He actually blamed it on the offensive lineman who blocked so well that he put the guy uh, the defensive lineman into the end zone. Yeah. He's like, what, what? Yeah. I mean, I uh, so yeah, he, he's a he, Ben is a hard guy, guy to like, and I can understand him getting on the Brown, but Brown's done other things too that nothing to do with Ben. Mention the locker room thing that had nothing to do with Ben. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, once again, it's today, today's athlete. You know, Brown is the ultimate diva. I think uh, you know people are going <laughs> to look at the uh, Amari Cooper trade. Oh, well, Oakland got a one for Cooper. Brown's a hell of a lot better than Cooper. We should get six ones. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. You know, it doesn't quite Mars work that way. Exponentially cheaper. Right. There's no, that was the rub on that. You know, he didn't cost, the, he wasn't even making all $1 million yet. So uh, $21 million, that's a hefty salary, plus the baggage he takes. Cooper, once again, had no baggage. Other than he may not have, you know, people were questioning his play every now and then, but he wasn't a locker room problem. Brown is a, uh, it's a major locker room problem. And one thing you said was, uh, that's really going to be, I guess, messy, to put it nicely, is, if you bring Brown back, what does that say about Tomlin? I mean, I think it would be well, the end of it. I, right? I what think, are you saying? I, I think they could make the playoffs, but the defense isn't good enough to win a championship. So I think they could make the playoffs, bow out in the first round, and then there'll be there'll still be some ugliness with the team, and then the Steelers say this isn't good enough, and then they'll move on. I I, I honestly think if I had to predict right now, that would be it. The Steelers make the playoffs, lose in the first round or lose in the second round, and then it's all over. And I think they move on with, from Antonio, from Tomlin, the whole thing. And they they start up again with James Conner in this offensive line and start figuring out. The defense is the problem. They don't have linebackers. They fired Joey Porter, but he didn't have any talent to work with. So, anyway, that's it. That's my thoughts on Antonio Brown. I still think he comes back. But if the Steelers get an offer, like you said, second round, the Niners' second-round pick, and we'll take the salary – Thanks. See you later. We're moving on. And Juju and James Washington and whomever else they want to bring in will be the receiving core. Uh, so next thing, let's put a more let's uh, put a bow on the season as as quickly as we can for the Saints. I don't know that they're going to get back here, George. I was really concerned with the way that Drew Brees looked at the end of the year. I thought they had a really chance to lose to Philly because Brees wasn't sharp, and I think then again. He was good, but not great. And we've seen this now a couple of times from him a little bit later in the year. He can't push the ball down the field. I'm just concerned. And I get that he was great in the Minnesota Miracle game, but your thoughts. I'm just worried that this really is the end of the road for Brees. He doesn't look as sharp to me as Brady has looked, for example. 
I would agree. I, I would agree. I mean, once again, you're plus 40 now. So it's really, you're playing with house money. You don't know when it's going to come crashing down. Uh, I mean, I picked the, the Rams to win last week mainly because they just weren't enough weapons for New Orleans. You know, I thought uh, the, Chief, the Chiefs, the Rams would do everything they could to stop the run. Okay, Kamara and Ingram in check and have Tlaib on Thomas and slow him down. And then after that, there was nobody else. You know, you mentioned Kirkwood was out. Uh, Trey Quan Smith, yay. Ted Ginn, yay. They, had, they don't have that, second, that secondary receiver to scare people or a tight end to scare people. They don't have it. Watson was out anyway. Uh, so, you know, they had, I thought the uh, Saints are a little easier to defend. I think they may have hit their stride earlier in the season. You know, where they maybe just ran out of gas as it came on. That's not to say they can't do it again, because I think Brees still has a good season or two left. They do. But I don't think he can do it all by himself, which he really hasn't been asked to do. But you saw the numbers this year. We all saw it at times. This team was winning with the run game. You know, Brady, uh, Brees would throw, barely throw for 200 yards and wins, because they, they didn't need him to do it. But when teams were able to take away the run game, or once again, keep it in check, could Brees elevate his game? And against better teams, that seemed to be a problem. Yeah, it wasn't easy to do. And I don't think it's necessarily all on Breeze. Like I said, there's not a lot of offensive weapons there outside of Kamara and Michael Thomas. That's it. You it's know, a shame they, they so couldn't think, work out. They need the, to build that way. It's a shame they couldn't work things out with Brandon Cooks, to be honest. Because think how think how dynamic that offensive is. Oh, God. That, that's with, what they need. With Cooks there. And it, it obviously wasn't going to work. They, they, had, they seemed to have hit an impasse uh, with him because I think he, he saw he was losing a grip as the number one wide receiver, but it's ironic because in LA he was out targeted by Robert Woods and there's no issues at all. And they're in the Super Bowl. Do you know what I mean? Like think how good they would be. They they couldn't really find anything for Ingram to do, but if they had cooks there and he was working it over the middle, uh, just think how dynamic they would be. If even more dynamic, they would be, they were one of the best offenses as it was, but towards the end of the year, it started to throttle down a little bit chiefs too, to some extent. But, um, so it's a shame. I just don't know that they can get back here. Uh, they can make a couple of personnel additions and go after it like the Rams have, but there's only so much you can do. And I just don't know. I think they might be losing their grip unless the defense turns it up another notch, which I don't even know if they have the talent to do it. I mean, it's tough. I mean, the the Saints have had back-to-back seasons come down crashing on maybe the worst two ways possible. Crazy. You know, a, a defensive back making maybe the worst play of all time. You know, yeah. and you lose to Minnesota. And then uh, a terrible officials call. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not someone who's going to go uh, go bananas about this officials call because this wasn't the only bad call in the game, by the way. Yeah. Officials are terrible. They, they determine every game. I mean, the officiating the NFL is awful. It is god yeah, can, awful. Can I, can I defend them in one respect? It is bad, but I don't blame the officials specifically. I think it's a league problem, and I think the officials are not put in a position to succeed. We're eyeballing spots on the field when we use technology for everything else, so that's always wrong to some extent. And then they are the sport is so overregulated that the officials are expected to make snap calls all the time and get them right when we have massive amounts of technology that should help them and it ends up hurting them and making them look bad all the time. That's my opinion on it. Well, I mean, it's, it's a tough job, but you know, the spotting thing is just idiotic. Let's have 70-year-old so men stupid. running around trying to put the ball in the middle when they're 30 yards stupid. away. It's a joke. There's no sense. It's com- right. It's a complete joke. We all know it's a guessing game. That's why I, I just, I just, I laugh. You just laugh at it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that spot's perfect over the middle. Yeah, no doubt the they punts, got that right. 
The punts, Dan brought it up in the in the previous hour. Oh, the when the guy go, the guy does the Price is Right thing on the sideline. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, okay, sure. I'm sure that's accurate. Yeah, you know, it, it's runs 35 down yards down the field and spots it to the yard. It's never right. No, it's all guesswork. It's all and, and people buy it, which is hilarious. You know, and people think, oh yeah, I'm sure it's close. It's not. These guys are terrible. You know, there's no yeah. way it can be. And we have the technology to, to do it. The NFL just doesn't want to do it. You know, they just don't. For whatever weird reason, they just don't want to change it, which doesn't make any sense because, uh, you know, as we know, it's unfair to ask 60-year-old men to do this. It's yeah. just unfair. You know, no that's one's going to get saying. that that's, right. That's exactly my point. It is unfair to ask them that. I think it's a league problem, and I'm not saying the officials don't screw up. They obviously made the biggest screw up in my, in my lifetime. I can't think of a worse screw up. With the stakes that are involved and how easy it is to make the call for nobody to throw the flag was amazing. It was I was stunned just like everybody else. So, uh, yeah, I just don't blame the officials specifically. I think it's a problem. So we only got two minutes. You're going to continue on with Cam. Let me ask you. The Chiefs make the change at defensive coordinator. D. Ford is a free agent. You probably have to bring him back. I feel better about the Chiefs' future than the Saints for obvious reasons, but um, you know, giving up 93 plays to the Patriots, the fact that they couldn't stop the run, it's why I was picking the Patriots against them for weeks in advance. Um, how do you feel about the Chiefs going forward? Is there anything that you look at that they – it just – obviously, if Chris Jones isn't offside, they're in the Super Bowl. So, or, excuse me, if D. Ford isn't offsides, they're in the Super Bowl. But uh, how about them uh, on making their way back? Do you feel like they have all the pieces? Well, that means they need help on defense. So they don't, they don't have all the pieces, no. But that offense is going to be a pain in the ass for teams to contend with for quite yeah. a while. You know, Mahomes is the real deal, Leah. So I'm not worried about the Chiefs, and they'll build on that defense. That's what they got to pay attention to. you got the gift of Mahomes. He is going to be your franchise quarterback. The kick can do everything. And th- he clearly thinks we've never seen before. So they're going to be fine, but you got to work on that D. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. So, uh, all right, good stuff. You and I, uh, I think we're going to connect here for another hour next Saturday so we can do our official picks after we dive into it. We'll do some more. We'll find some fun prop bets for you in case you've placed any between now and then and some of the long shots that uh, you like to do. I know I'll put a few prop bets down myself. I'll find the good ones I like throughout the week. I'm starting my new podcast, Fantasy Sports Today. It'll be a daily podcast starting next week. So on the run-up to the Super Bowl, I'll try to have some guests on there for you. George continues with Cam Stewart next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the weekend fantasy update. Thanks for producing Sean Angle. I'll talk to you all next week.